I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. My guest today is none other than the skincare legend, Caroline Hirons. Caroline has captivated audiences on her blog, her YouTube channel, and now via her best-selling book. Thanks to her what you see is what you get approach to beauty and skincare. Her book, Skincare, The Ultimate No-Nonsense Guide, is the biggest selling skincare book of all time and only the second ever fashion and beauty title to get to number one since Trini and Susanna's What Not to Wear 18 years ago. This year, Caroline set up the charity Beauty Backed to support the beauty industry through the coronavirus pandemic and push the government to take the industry more seriously. On top of all of that, Caroline is a mum of four and recently became a grandmother. And she tells me what family life is like in the Hirons' home and what it's been like to transition from mother to grandmother. We also talk about good skincare options for busy people. And we're all busy people, right? Uh, she talks about what preteen and teens should be doing for their skin and how perimenopause and menopause affect our skin. We cover a lot in under half an hour, so settle in and enjoy. Caroline, hello. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? What has stay been like for you so far? Uh, manic, as always. Nothing <laughs> nothing new there. I don't know when this is going out, but we are in the middle of um, kit sort of release period. So we're trying to it just, you know, it's quiet for a while and then the countdown starts and it's crazy. So, but all good. No complaints from me about being busy. Multitasking. I guess there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? Yeah, always. Um, so I hope you don't mind me gushing a bit. It's always a bit embarrassing when someone gushes about you, isn't it? But you're a bit of a skincare guru, aren't you? Do you, do you how do you feel about the word guru? Uh, not the biggest fan, purely because I just, I don't know, a guru to me is kind of linked with tradition and I always think of yoga and things like that, you know? So, I mean, I'm happy with expert. It's... um. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, as long as people are calling you something nice, who cares what they call you, right? Basically, you know a few things about skincare. I think, well, you know, we can can say that's quite safe. That's pretty safe to say. But skincare and beauty is pretty much in your DNA, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. My mum and my grandmother were both in the industry. So I didn't, although, you know, I didn't ever think about it as a career. I don't know why. I just, it just didn't occur to me. I suppose mainly it's because... You know, like a lot of people, I got into my 20s before I realised what I wanted to do. So, 
I didn't really plan any of it. I don't think you can, you know, unless you want to be like a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, something that needs a lot of initials after your name. Yeah. Um, so once I realised I wanted to do it, that's when I went back and did the training and things. When you were little, was, what was it you, you dreamt of doing? Was, was there any kind of grand plan or were you kind of just No, not really. I used, to, I used to think it would be fun to be a teacher. So in a weird way, I've kind of got my own version of that. Yeah. But, um, and then I wanted to be a midwife and then I realised how much blood and guts would be involved and quickly <laughs> changed my mind. Yes. Not good if you're not a fan of blood and guts. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, now, you seem like a totally no-nonsense person. Is that a fair analysis of your personality? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, do you think that extends to your parenting style? I mean, what, what kind of mum are you? Um, firm but fair, strict but loving, you know, kind of both sides of the coin. Um, overly affectionate, probably, but also, you know, my kids were kind of, we raised the kids to sort of know that we had expectations of them and, and not even like in that traditional kind of helicopter parent way, much more in the way of don't be an idiot, you know, work your hardest, make an effort, give back, be polite. The good basics, I would like to call it. And your kids, is your youngest 16, 17? Yeah, Max is 16 now. 16. So it kind of, to me, I'm, I'm kind of at the other end where I've got toddlers and my eldest is 10. So I feel like you've done so much, like you've experienced loads. Do you kind of... Do you kind of sit back and think, oh, you know, I've, I've done okay at this? Or is it, do you still feel like you're in the thick of it? I think you're always in the thick of it. We became um, grandparents last month. So yes, you did. Congratulations. Thank you. Now we have like a, a new generation, which is adorable. I, th- I read somewhere when I, when I sort of announced, you know, that we, she'd had the baby and stuff, someone on my Instagram said, congratulations, grandparents are God's gift for not killing your children. <laughs> I love that. Which which I very much took to heart. Yes. I, how have you found it? Because people, friends I've got who you know who've who've had grandchildren arrive recently, they've told me it's a very different feeling. Yeah, it's it's wonderful because you, the connection is instantaneous, but there's that nice little bit of micro distance where you can sort of you know you hand them back and you know that they're not actually your child. Um, but the connection is instantaneous. Like, I've always been a, a person who loves babies, you know, and I'm always the first to say, oh, I want to cuddle, let me hug the baby. But with Nova, it's very different. And I kind of feel like I like to think she feels the same way about me because she'll fall asleep on me. She kind of, you know, she smiles for me. She never gripes when I hold her. Um, and I think it's just that there's that kind of grandmother thing that, I, that I'm just loving, just embracing. And so is the mister. The mister is very much granddad. That's so nice. How do you think you will do with... Because I think a lot of grandparents struggle with the fact that they're not in charge and they don't really get to say, really, what happens in terms of parenting and decisions that are made. Do you think you'll be quite good at taking a step back and letting your son and his partner just crack on? Oh, yeah, completely. Not, Not my business, you know, unless... If I thought they were doing something that could be potentially harmful that they didn't know about I mean it'd have to be I can't imagine a scenario where that would happen but you know I would obviously always jump in and be like maybe we should try this but they've been brilliant you know they don't need they've you know texted with the odd thing as any new parent does but no they're absolutely fine I can't abide the whole uh, you have to let people find their way yeah yeah and I think I think that's one of those things that we all know in theory but might be quite hard when you're so used to being the mum 
to then suddenly have this new role, I think might take a little bit of getting used to. So, but that's great that you, you sound like so far. No, you're... we've been, we've been absolutely fine with it. We're just like, actually quite chilled, you know, just like, the, you know, there's not really anything negative to say about it. Our son has had a baby girl and they're really happy and she's adorable and they're great parents. And I just, I, I think if you find it hard to step back, then you might want to have a word with yourself. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I read that the very first video that you filmed, for, one of the first videos that you filmed for your YouTube channel, it had you shouting at your kids to be quiet. Um, do you think it's, it's important for you that you keep things real in the online world? Because there's so much gloss and smoke and mirrors, especially where, where YouTube's involved. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, I just, I never would have been able to do it any other way. It would have been impossible for me to pretend to be something I'm not purely because I was a bit older, I was working, um, as in I was working full-time in my own business. I had four kids before any of this even kicked off. Um, and we are what we are. We're very much, a, this, you know, we're not about airs and graces and keeping up with the Joneses. And so we've always been, you know, take us as you find us as a family. So it would have been completely alien. And I don't think I would have been anywhere near as successful because people can smell it a mile off. Yeah, yeah. And what do your kids think of all this? Because they must have been in their, you know, obviously there's a bit of a spread of age there, but in their teens and a bit younger when all of this started. Um, did they think having a mum on YouTube is cool? Yeah, I think so. Or was there any kind of like, oh, mum, you know, why, why did you say that? Uh, no, I mean, maybe on the odd occasion there would have been, you know, oh, mum. But in general, they love it. They're, they're the ones encouraging me to sort of be more of myself, if anything, you know. Um, and the younger two are sort of, they've only grown up knowing social media. They're 16 and 18, so for them it's kind of second nature. You know, they don't, it's not like there's a, it's never really, we've never really spoken about it. They say that, you know, they're proud of me and they find it funny when things go viral and things like that. So it's just been a kind of a nice natural progression, I suppose. That's brilliant. Um, and tying in with the new nonsense vibe, um, you've done a lot, haven't you, to speak out and help the beauty industry during the pandemic. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, it's still something that's ongoing because the government just doesn't take the beauty industry seriously. I think a lot of people don't, you know, the amount of times when someone wants to try and insult me that they'll say, you're just a glorified shop counter girl. And I think as if like that's a bad job to be in the first place and I'm not yeah. going to say no I'm not I'm qualified blah 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 because it just seems like you want me to be ne defend myself by being negative about people who are in my industry and I won't do it so um the government doesn't take it seriously so why would the general public you know every literally every other venue or workplace has had some kind of a, a bailout and the beauty industry hasn't so we are still actively, you know, there's a new campaign to chop the VAT for hairdressing salons because they're losing business badly. Mm -hmm. um, but Beauty Backed was really just a, it happened in the middle of when they kept sort of not opening beauty and people sort of, you know, people who own spas, salons, clinics had invested thousands in full PPE, everything was looking immaculate. And then they would say, no, we're still not opening it. And then I kind of got tipped over the edge when they said, but men can have a beard trim. That kind of pushed me. Yes over the edge that was the moment that i think so many people got on board and were just like hang on a minute this is not right yeah so and then we started the charity i just sort of thought you know i called my um my sort of right hand and business partner in in the office al and just said oh we've got to do something for these people because if we know he's going to announce that they're not opening again and these girls have had and boys but you know 
it's a high female industry, especially the freelance sector. They've had no income since March. I mean, how are they feeding their kids? And we've got six kids between us. So I just said, I'm just going to, let's just start something and see what charity we can speak to. And then we found the hair and beauty charity who were amazing. And then we put it up on the Monday and by the Tuesday, oh no, the Friday, I lied, the Friday. And by the Tuesday, they had raised £70,000, which is more than the charity normally gets in a year. And now we're close to £560,000. So we are, um, we're thrilled, but none of us sort of relax in this office. It's always like, what else can we do? Yeah. But also, how do you find the time to be doing all of this? I mean, you know, you're busy enough as it is, and then you just you know, decide to take on this this huge challenge. It's not a small thing. It, you know, you must have spent so much time working on this. Yeah, we, um, I think it kind of, you have to have a supportive family. So we went away for five days in the summer. It was all we could manage sort of to get time off. And we just ended up going to Oxfordshire. It wasn't even anything flash. I wish I could say we were in Greece or somewhere. But it was on the Sunday and the Monday that I decided to write to the government and basically do like an industry letter of support from everyone, because I know quite a lot of the big players in the industry. So I started calling people and emailing people and that snowballed. And I basically spent three days on my laptop at the table in the middle of like the living area while everyone else was like swimming or making lunch or just with my head down. But they, you know, when I told them what I was doing, they get it. They're all just like, you know, in the end, my husband would say, can you get off that now? You're gonna break your back. You need to have a cup of tea, you need to have dinner. We need to go to bed. But I suppose it's, um, no one does anything without a good family structure and support. Um, yeah. and it sounds like, sounds like they're really looking after you as well. It's not just a case of, you know, being okay with the amount of work you're doing. They're they're looking after you. Yeah, and, you know, it, it works both ways. I mean, I, it's easy for me to stop what I'm doing for a few hours and go and make dinner because I love being in the kitchen too. But I do think there are more hours in the day than people sort of... I think a lot of people have that mentality of the nine to five and when they're home in the evening, they think that's their time and they don't do anything else. Whereas I work until I'm asleep. And that's kind of how I've pretty much always been since I came off the shop floor. So for me, it's just how I work. I don't really have, I don't class it as work, it's my life. So I have the family and then I have my life, as that's it were. That's such an amazing situation to be in, isn't it? When you, when you genuinely, when you have that kind of like fire in your belly and you think in the evening, you think, oh, I could, you know, I, I, I could just sit here and just get this done and I really want to. It's not a case of, oh you know, I've got to do more work. It's, you know, you see your work as a passion rather than yeah, yeah. something you have to sit down and do. Yeah, like I couldn't, I mean, those days of me thinking, oh, I wish I could go and lie on a beach for two weeks are long gone. I don't think I've ever lay on a beach for two weeks in my life, but <laughs> I just never have the urge to, because I would never switch off. I would just be lying on a beach with my phone in my hand and my laptop next to me under an umbrella. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Um, now, listen, I grew up reading in magazines, you must cleanse, tone and moisturise, which at the time sounded exhausting. Um, but no, apparently there are about 50 billion more steps in terms of looking after our skin properly. Um, and I feel like mums are generally, it is a generalisation, but I think mums are very busy people with a lot to juggle, as you've just described. What is the bare minimum that we can get away with where we are actually looking after our skin, but we're not adding to our to-do list every day? Well, I think it becomes part of your routine. If it becomes part of your routine, then it takes no time at all. You can do your routine while your kids are in the bath. You can do your routine while you're brushing your teeth. You know, you can do your routine while you're in the bath or in the shower. It's, it comes down to sort of prioritising and just making sure that you're taking care of yourself first because at the end of the day, skincare is self-care and it's not something you should rush through with the aim of, oh, I've got to make sure I get the kids dressed for blah, 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 you know? I spent a lot of time over the last 20 years because obviously I've been on the shop floor when I started on the shop floor and said, I think it was 97, I think, um, saying, if I've got the time, you've got the time because, of course, I just used to throw at them, well, I've got four kids, what's your excuse? <laughs> You know, and kind of it's, but yeah, you know, you need a good cleanser, you need a nice moisturiser, a good SPF. If you can wangle it budget wise, maybe look at a nice vitamin C serum, but it's all relative. It depends on your age, your skin type, you know, sort of your day to day livelihood and what you'll actually use. There's a lot more into it, but I certainly don't advocate people doing, you know, however many steps it was you said. You don't 50 need to billion. do 50 billion. So not quite. <laughs> 50 billion is not quite necessary. No, no, that's just taking it too far. Um, it's really interesting, though, that you said skincare is self-care, because I, I really feel like, there's, for me, there's a strong link between skincare and mental health. And if mm-hmm. I'm looking after my skin, I feel like I'm showing myself respect and showing that I'm prioritising myself, even yeah. for 10 minutes a day. Do you think that's something that a lot of people feel, or do you feel like not enough people are making that link? I think not enough, based on the sort of comments you get where people think it's just... You know, even when we were on Twitter and trying to build up sort of bringing beauty back, there were people who just simply didn't understand. And they would say things like, well, you'll have to just wait a few months for your facial. It's not safe. And we were all kind of saying, uh, first of all, it is safe. And it isn't just about lying down and having a massage. You know, there are people who were in the middle of acne treatments, people who were in the middle of rosacea treatments, people who are in the middle of IPL hair removal. And that's expensive. And if you aren't capitalising on it and keeping it in the current, in the right time frame, you're literally you're losing money, and the symptoms are going to come back. So I don't really have any time for people who sort of are naysayers towards beauty. I just think everyone has their thing, you know. And if it's, you know, some men go and relax by playing golf. Yeah. Some men go to the pub. Some men watch football. Some women go to the pub, watch golf, play football, watch football, whatever. But also, there's a higher percentage of, and there are, I have plenty of men readers plenty of males on the site and on Instagram and Twitter and all of that but you know I think we are constantly dismissed with the irony being of course if you think of like a a Daily Mail article will be oh she's let herself go but when you're actually shown to be doing something about it you're vain so you, you kind of have to block out the noise and just ignore people and do what you want to do Block out the patriarchy is what you're saying, Caroline. Isn't pretty much, it? pretty much my <laughs> message for life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, I feel the need to make a skincare confession to you. Do you find yourself almost being like a priest style person who people confess their skin sins to? Uh, yeah, or usually just like asking for advice rather than, oh God, I do this. I think a lot of people are too scared to tell me their skin sins, which is silly because I'm not the most judgmental. If I do, it's always in a judgy, in a jokey way. 
well, I'm not scared. Here I go. Here I go. So my confession is I've only very recently paid any attention to my skin. Um, I used to use any old face wash and any old moisturiser, like whatever was on offer in Boots. Um, and of an evening, I was partial to a face wipe. Um, and so I'm basically looking for you to absolve me of my sins. <laughs> mm, that's not going to happen. I'm not a priest. <laughs> so when would you shower? In the morning. And I know that I, I've read in your book that you shouldn't... You shouldn't wash your face in the shower because is it too hot? What's the what's well, the most of there? us? I mean, most of us. That was more for UK people because most of us, when we do have a shower, we have the water too hot. Mm. But it's fine for the body because it wakes you up and it gets you clean, you know. But if you're going to use like a, a sort of a traditional foaming face wash in the shower, that came from it being too hot and uh, potentially drying out, you know, and sort of the cause of things like broken capillaries and things like that. But I think it's. Um, you know, it's, it's priorities. You either, you'll either get to the point where you think, okay, I should probably start making, taking a bit more care of my skin now. Yeah. Or you kind of have good genes and you kind of, you, you fly through life and you're pretty much okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm taking baby steps. I discovered about six months ago, I discovered Beauty Pie and they are responsible for getting me excited about skincare. And it's okay to take baby steps, isn't it? You don't have to jump straight into the the 50 billion step routine. No, no, of course not. You know, sort yourself out with a decent cleanser, wash your face properly, find a moisturiser that suits your skin. You might even prefer just to use a light serum. Um, SPF is always a good one. It's always hard to get people into SPF because they think, well, I'm not going on holiday. It's a very, yeah. very British mentality, you know. But most of the ageing, if you're using SPF through your years, you won't get to the age of 50 and have pigmentation and signs of sun damage and things like that. So it's worth, just worth considering is how I put it to people. Because obviously if you tell people to do something, they rebel. Yes, absolutely. Now there is an amazing quote in your book, which is, Face wipes are for fannies, flights, and festivals only. Uh, so tell me, what is so bad in your eyes about face wipes? Uh, it's not in my eyes, thank you, Alison Perry. Oh, they... sorry, in fact, in <laughs> fact. <laughs> uh, they, well, they don't wash your skin. They just remove the top layer of dirt or makeup or whatever you have on. And, you know, I always say to people, if you, if you use a face wipe and then you go in with a traditional toner and a cotton pad and see how much there is still to remove from your skin you'll probably be put off using face wipes going forward. Mm. Um, They're terrible for the environment. They're not biodegradable. The ones that say they're biodegradable still take years and years, and there's the juries out as to to whether they will actually, you know, degrade. And they're just not, you know, ultimately, they're not good for your skin. They cause inflammation. They they move the dirt around. They don't properly remove it. It's a convenience that we kind of have tricked ourselves into thinking we need when we don't. Um, okay, let's talk about skin at different stages because I think that as women, it's something that our skin, our skin changes so much, and hormones hugely affect our skin, don't they? Yeah, and it depends on you know the hormone stages through your life. You'll have hormones when you're a teenager, hormones when you hit thirty and things start to mix up a bit. Hormone changes when you have children. I mean, it even changes depending on whether you have boys or girls, and then hormones when you get towards menopause age. So if someone's listening and they've got preteen or teenage kids, is what kind of products should they be using? Well, it depends on how how their skin is. If their skin is really good, you know, if they've got really um, sort of the juicy, bouncy young skin that you would hope most teenagers have, then just keep them. You know, they can use SPF. They can wash their face gently every day. If you've got a teenager who's very hormonal and they are showing signs of having spots or you know kind of a lot of under the skin pimples is how they would look and and also just basic acne then you really do need to 
take it seriously would be my main concern because it's it can be really debilitating for the children it's when people don't take it seriously that you get the problems yeah yeah um, and is there anything different that we should be doing during pregnancy because obviously we have huge hormonal changes then uh, not really. I mean, there are lots of products that people sort of say you can't use this when you're pregnant and, and you know, you shouldn't use this when you're breastfeeding. And to be honest, nine times out of ten, it's fear mongering, trying to make pregnant women feel like they can't, you know, they can't do anything. They have to treat themselves like they're delicate flowers. Um, but not really. I mean, there are some stronger retinoids. You wouldn't use a sort of prescription strength retinol while you're pregnant, but you're pretty much clear, especially when you're breastfeeding. Like I've said in videos before, as long as you're not rubbing it on your nipple, <laughs> crack on. <laughs> um and what about um perimenopause and the menopause because our skin does change quite considerably at that point doesn't it uh for me perimenopause brought with it a whole other heap of challenges things like weight gain which you know is kind of leads to inflammation because you also a lot of people tend to lose more energy so they crave more white foods and carbs mm. and things like that so most women will experience some kind of hormonal zits and maybe redness things like that so it kind of depends on which side of the coin you're going if you're perimenopausal you know whether you're estrogen deficient progesterone deficient or just all round you know definitely um in terms of our menstrual cycle is there are there fluctuations throughout the month where you know at a certain point of our cycle we should be using more of something or less of something no it's not so much about changing you might find that around the week of your period you might get the odd hormonal zit you know, if you're a certain age, and by by certain age, I mean literally whatever age you are, like teenager, uh, 40 something, 30 something, everyone is different. You know, I wouldn't advocate buying separate products for for when you're on your period. You might find you just need to use, like you might want to use an acid, for example. You can chuck an acid into your routine to sort of give your pores a bit more of a chance to help clear themselves out. But it, everyone is so different, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, I always explain it as like, you know, if you think about if you were trying to sell one pair of shoes to the whole nation, people would be like, oh, well, I don't like that style, and I need this because my feet are this, and I have a flat foot, and I prefer a heel, and everything is everything is relative. It's not one size fits all. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so if someone's listening, um, and they go away, and they make one change to their skincare routine based on this, what would you like it to be? Um, to be honest, I mean, the, the answer that most derms would want you to say is something like wear an SPF, which I would say if you're younger, but if you are older, my main thing would be get a decent cleanser because if your skin is not clean, that will lead to a multitude of other problems. And also I think when you, when you really wash your face properly for the first time, it can be life changing. You know, you can literally be like, oh my God, this feels amazing. Um, so for me, it's much more about if you're already using a cleanser, then maybe you need to step it up with a, a vitamin C, for example, a retinoid. You know, if you're older and you have signs of aging that you don't like, you can use a vitamin A product or retinoids, as we call them. So, again, it's not a one size fits all. You know, obviously, like I say, the industry would sort of say, oh, yeah, you must say, you know, you have to use an SPF. But I know people and I know that they won't listen to me and they won't take that away. So wash your face properly first. Then you'll get into the zone of... I'd actually quite like taking care of my skin and then you hit them with the SPF. Yeah, brilliant. I would definitely echo the good cleanser thing because since I've discovered good cleansers in the last six months, um, I've spent years thinking that I had really bad spotty hormonal skin and it was all because of my hormones. No, it's because I wasn't washing my face properly, Caroline. Yeah, exactly. Who knew? Who knew? Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, lastly, Caroline, your book, Skincare, The Ultimate No-Nonsense Guide, is out now. But where can people find you online if they want to hear more from you? Uh, I am Caroline Hirons pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, the blog is carolinehirons.com. YouTube is Caroline Hirons. I think because I've been online for so long, I managed to get my name everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one benefit of being around back at the start of the internet <laughs> one benefit for being older definitely <laughs> caroline thank you so much for joining me today it's been lovely oh thank you for having me Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.